Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful Thursday morning. Just another day in paradise for you and me. So hope everybody's doing well today. Woke up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and ready to hit the day running. And I know it is nauseating to see someone this excited this early in the morning. But what can I say? I've been up since 4 a.m. and you get delirious by this point. So, uh... I can't help it, but uh, I do hope everybody is uh, ready to get this day started in the right direction. Let's see all we have this morning watching. Let's see here. We got Miss Amy Oaks Turner, Miss Darlene Barker, Angel Dixon, Brandy Boyd Young, and I see that uh, number wise, there's a lot more watching uh, uh, online, but those are just the names that I can see. So good morning to all you wonderful people, and uh, uh, I feel like. Uh, uh, was it, what was his name, Stuart on Saturday Night Live where you look in the mirror and said, you're wonderful, you're great. Well, that's what I'm telling you this morning. You're wonderful, you're great. You be the best you you can be today. So there you go. But uh, that way, if you're feeling down on yourself, you can say, well, Matt said, I was wonderful. I'm like Mr. Rogers. I like you just the way you are. So there we go. Good morning, Lois Adams and Karen Smith. So good morning to you wonderful ladies. But uh, I do. I like you just the way you are. We know that's that's really a lie, and you say, "Whoa, what does that mean?" Because uh, I don't want you to be just the way you are. See, that's the whole point of spiritual growth. I want you to be better than what you are. That's my dream. I want to be better than what I am. I want you to continually change. I don't want you to be stagnant uh, and as a uh, Christian. So, uh, no, I don't like you just the way you are. I want you to be more than what you are in the eyes of the Lord. How's that? Mm, that's even better. Take it, Mister Rogers. All right. <laughs> Let's uh, do our Pledge of Allegiance. Here we go. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. Praise the Lord for that good pledge this morning. We can do to our, this wonderful country that we do live in and uh, praise god for it i still don't know why but I, here lately every time i start to do the pledge i want to say john three sixteen. i don't know why i want to do that i have to really be conscious of that i don't i don't know why i do that but anyway i'm losing it i guess uh getting old and crazy but uh you know uh it, it's just this whole gasoline shortage thing is really i think driven people mad but here's a scary thing you know they got it back up and going and of course there's still a lot of gas stations closed it may take a little while to get things back to where they need to be and it was showing on the news this morning people in line fighting this guy got out and pushed this woman and my first reaction was man if i'd been my wife she called me and said some guy got out and pushed her whether she was in the wrong or not i'd have went down there and i'd been the one in jail but anyway you know that's the problem uh you know everybody's tempers are up, up you know flaring and uh, getting crazy and it's scary to think if our infrastructure was to collapse uh, just like this guy was talking about this morning uh, these pipes are very old i know water pipes are very old you know there's not a lot that's been updated and if this stuff was to uh, crash and burn and uh, uh, deteriorate uh, he said it could be six months a year you know if this pipeline say if it had 
uh, broke, uh, you know, something happened, it could have been six months to a year. And you talk about what are you going to do then? You can't get, if there's no fuel, you ain't going to be able to get groceries to the grocery store. You're not going to be able to get goods. You're not going to be able to get to work. I mean, it's, it's, it, you talk about a mess. I mean, so you just see just this little bit how his, the hysteria that people, hey, imagine if Wi-Fi shut down. Me and my wife talked about this the other day. If Wi-Fi, if they, if they're saying it's an EMP pulse and they shut down power, Wi-Fi, people would go ballistic. I, you know, I was thinking the other day, I don't know how I would, uh, you know, how do people go to the bathroom without phones, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it is, uh, you wouldn't know what to do with these cells. But here's the thing, guys. We're going to have to, um, get, uh, uh, Sorry, uh, just got a prayer request, uh, individual. Uh, we'll, I'll mention here in just a minute. Uh, but anyway, um, what I was saying was, you know, if we're going to have to put our faith and trust in the Lord. Uh, we're going to have to just keep our eyes steady on Him. And when the world's on fire, uh, you know, it's, it's burning down around us anyway. But, I mean, you know, we're just going to have to stay the course. We're going to stay true and not let our tempers get the best of us. Talking to myself here. And, uh, and, and, not let things get out of hand. We're going to have to start putting uh, our priorities in the right order. And when the world is in chaos, we need to be at peace because we know who's in control. And, uh, you know, whether it's this gas situation, uh, the liberal agenda being pushed, uh, books being pulled from schools, it's just uh, uh, it's getting crazy. And you're going to have to really demonstrate uh, the Christian values at home. Your kids need to see that. And you see you reading the Word. And you see you praying and you see these things uh you know you gotta think they get a steady diet of liberal ideology eight hours a day they get a few minutes at home with you maybe a few minutes at church and that's all they get and rest of the time they're overwhelmed with hollywood and and school and things that uh are complete contrary to things of god so we need to really be in prayer for our children and this nation as a whole uh yeah okay so let's go ahead and look at our morning verse here it's proverbs 3 5 6 may be a very familiar verse to many of you uh, trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight proverbs 3 5 and 6 so uh there is a i don't know how many of you are familiar with the um uh, well, he started out as a rock singer dion and he became a Christian artist, and uh, he uh, had a lot of good Christian songs out there that I enjoyed. And if you ever get a chance to look him up on uh, YouTube, but uh, he even did a song. Uh, in fact, I can hear it in my head now. Uh, when uh, when I was a kid, Dad had the tape where he was talking about trusting the Lord with all your heart, lean on your own understanding. You know, he's, he's very words that he put to, to song, and that's really you know uh, probably what these some of these that we read, particularly in Psalms, that's what that means in Psalms. But this is Proverbs, obviously. But um, so what we're seeing here uh, this morning is first we need to trust in the Lord. All right. We need to understand that he is Lord, God and King. You know, we need to understand that he is an authority. We need to trust in him. You know, trust is a hard thing to, to have. Uh, you know, some people, they uh, they lack trust in other people, which is understandable because people will hurt you. People will let you down. People, will, you know, they when you 
it's it's hard once that trust is broken. And that's what, you know, you deal with a lot of relationships who deal with trust issues, you know, uh, particularly if you're with somebody who's had a string of, of uh, relationships that uh, where the, their partner has cheated on them. And so uh, they become very suspicious and they become very controlling and they can become, you know, and it and then it hurts that relationship because the they don't feel like they can trust that individual. And uh, uh, so it makes it hard on that relationship. It really does. Uh, you know, it because people will let us down. But here's the thing. God won't. See, he's always there. He's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us. He's never going to hurt us. That's one thing we can always trust in the Lord with all of our heart. All right? So that's, when we look at this verse, that's the first thing we can even look at and understand that we can trust in the Lord with all of our heart. With all confidence, we know that God will never hurt us. He will never leave us. You know, uh, it's so sad, to, you know, because... Uh, so many people have grown up without a parent uh, or uh, parents have abandoned them. Uh, as I've said before, many times, good morning, Angie Blevins, many times uh, we, um, uh, ex- we relate our relationship with God with how we view our own fathers. And if your father disabandoned you and your mother or, or hurt you or abused you or you know, maybe he died at an early age. You felt he abandoned you. You know, even though death is outside of your of anyone's control, but in, in in some sense, you feel like he left me. You know, so then it's hard for you to have a trust for God because you think, you know, you, the heavenly Father. Well, I had an earthly father, and if that's any indication, I don't want nothing to do with a heavenly father. You see what I'm saying? But we understand that God is far uh, grander and better than even the best parent on this earth. That he is loving and kind and forgiving. You know, I think some people are out there thinking that God's just waiting to smite somebody. He's waiting, ready and waiting just to take them out. That's not how God works, all right? And uh, God is loving and he is forgiving. Now, he, he doesn't tolerate sin. You know, I think some people have this this version of God that is not the God of the Bible that tolerates sin. And it, it looks another way. No, that's, you know, God doesn't condone sin. And if something is contrary to the word of God, then we have to oppose that. We need to explain that truth and love to these individuals. But, you know, we, we can't condone uh, wrongful actions just because cultural society says that an act is okay. It doesn't matter if it's contrary to the word of God. We have to abide by what God says. So then it comes back to over here. Trust with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. See, we try to lean on, uh, rely on our own abilities uh, to do things in what we think is right or do things that uh, we want to do and things that we, you know, so many people think that they're wise in their own eyes and they think that they're so much smarter. But you start leaning on your own understanding, start leaning on your own way of doing things and you will fall, you will fail, you will crash, you will burn, people. I'm telling you, I've uh, before I got into the ministry, I was living in the world and not doing what I was supposed to do. Uh, and uh, trust me, it was a failure, a failure in life, a failure spiritually, mentally, emotionally. Uh, it was a failure all the way around uh, because I was leaning on my own understanding. And that's what happens when a church tries to become culturally relevant. Uh, like I saw where a friend of mine had posted on social media, a church who made the uh, an LGBTQ colors walkway to their church. It just mm, makes me upset, you know. Uh, it's, you know, I, as I've said before, uh, LGBTQ, they're welcome at our church. I, I don't care who you are, what walk of life, what strata, what uh, sexual orientation. You're, everybody's welcome at the church, but be aware 
warning, <laughs> you're going to hear the truth. And that doesn't matter if you're addicted to pornography, if you're in an adulterous affair, you know, whatever it may be that is uh, anything that is contrary to the word of God. But see, but the reason I say that all is welcome, because we're all sinners. That's what the church is. It's a, it's a hospital for the sin sick. That's where they need to be. You know, I, I always hate it when I hear, uh, well, I don't want to go to churches full of hypocrites. I, and I love the, y'all probably have seen the, the meme many times, said, saying you don't want to go to church because of hypocrites. It's saying you don't want to go to the gym because of out of shape people or fat people or something like that. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. You go there to get the help that you need. That's why all are welcome, but we're not going to um, pacify a sinful lifestyle. Like I said, straight, gay, or whatever. If it's wrong, we're going to call it out as wrong and do it as lovingly and kind as it is. But see, that's the problem. Too many churches, they want to lean on their own understanding. They want to be culturally relevant. They want to appease the world. So they're trying to please the world instead of trying to please God. And therefore, they're watering down the message. They're preaching a gospel that is not the true gospel. They're preaching a God that's not the God of the Bible. See, that's the problem. And that's the problem with so many churches. That's the problem with so many weak-kneed, spineless pastors out there who refuse to do what they're supposed to do as, as pastors, to lead the flock in the right direction and instead they're letting them off a, a cliff into hell and um, and so I have a lot of problems with with that and and I get upset with the the lack of, of voices on social media and some of the stuff is being put out there and posted it, it, it ticks me off but why because they're cowards they're scared to death they're going to lose a fanny in a pew I'd rather uh, make sure as, much, as bad as I would love to preach to thousands of people, I'd rather may, rather concentrate on the quality of the message and what God wants than worrying about what the world wants and, and, and just having a big church. And see, they, there's some churches out there, that's all they're about is church growth. I know that for a fact because my undergraduate studies, that's we, I had a class, literally, church growth. And some of the stuff that it was teaching, even then, I had problems with. I thought, this is, this is baloney. You're just doing anything and you can to make that church grow and it doesn't matter if you have a church full of people, if you're preaching the wrong kind of doctrine, if you're preaching the wrong kind of uh, things that are uh, not appealing or pleasing to God. I mean, what, what good does it do you to have a full church and you're, you're just pleasing the world? We've got to stand for what is right. And like I say, all are welcome, but be aware you're going to hear the truth and it's going to step on toes. And that's a good thing. Uh, no, you know, you, you want that conviction of sins to make the uncomfortable comfortable and to make the comfortable uncomfortable. That's what we do as pastors. And sometimes we've got to step on those toes. And sometimes you may be sitting there thinking, man, that guy's the biggest jerk that ever walked. Well, guess what? My wife done probably told me that five times this morning. <laughs> so it don't hurt my feelings any. You know, I, uh, you know, it's not a point of trying to be a jerk. It's just a point of trying to preach the truth. And if that offends you, then you need to study and figure out why that offends you and why that upsets your supposed sensibilities. Why is this bothering me? And maybe that might help you get to the truth of the matter of what's going on. But instead, what we live in is a society of cancel culture that if you're offended, automatically, I'll, you know, you're, you're shut off. You're, you're, you're done. You know I mean? We're going to cast you out into the streets to be stoned. I mean, really, that's kind of, you know, the, the proverbial stoning. You see that all the time. They find every way in the world to silence somebody if it does not if it's contrary to what they like or what they think, you know, there's no, no room for discussion. There's no room for understanding. And uh, it's, it's tolerance for everybody but Christians. You ever notice that? And so that's what we're getting at. So first, trusting in the Lord, you know, you know understanding that he is uh, uh, Lord God and King, that he's going, to, he's going to be there for us. He's going to help us. Second, don't lean on your own understanding. Don't lean on your own wisdom and knowledge. It's going to lead you down the wrong path. Now, 
in all your ways, submit to him. All right, submitting, humbling yourself before God, submitting to him daily for his will for your life, and he will make your path straight. So here's the thing. We may be excited. We may be anxious. You know, there's a lot of young people that uh, are uh, uh, maybe struggling what they want to do with life. You know, they don't... Um, uh, don't know what they want to be, you know, they don't know what they want to major in. All the time I'm always asking my daughter, what do you, what do you want to do? You know, a, she may be a hairdresser, want to be a hairdresser one day. She may want to be a teacher the next. She may want to be a nurse the next. You know, it can be overwhelming. It can be overwhelming for us sometimes. You know, am I, when we wake up each day, you know, Lord, uh, what do you want me to do? You know, how, how do you want me to, uh, you know, what do you, you know, you may not know what you where you're going in your own life. You may not understand, you know, why am I even here? Well, the, to answer that question, why are we here? We are here to serve God. You may say, well, if I'm here to serve God, then how am I supposed to do that? Pray. Trust in the Lord. Spend that time in the Word. Spend that time of prayer. Reading. Memorizing Scripture. Seeking God out daily. One thing we can look at is in 2 Peter chapter 3, uh, verses, uh, I'm sorry, chapter 1, 2 Peter 1. We've been studying 2 Peter 3. I apologize. Uh, in our evening services, but Second Peter one, uh, verse starting with verse three. Now this is uh, just a little bit of lengthy reading here, but I feel like it's it's necessary. Um, let's see here and find it. Uh, uh, where's my verse three? Uh, oh, here we go. Okay, uh, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. All right, so you get that. But things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature. So right there, see, it is granted to us his precious and very great promises. With God's promises, you can count on that. He, he doesn't lie. So that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfaithful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he has cleansed from his former sins. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to make your calling and election sure, for if you practice these qualities, you will never fall. For in this way, there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. So, you know, if you're looking for direction, right there, guys. First, I mean, Second Peter three, uh, chapter 1, verses 3 through 11. Read that, memorize it, understand and know it. You know, pray for God for that direction. Pray for God to send somebody in, in your path. Pray for God to uh, to show you what you want. Hey, just because I'm a pastor, you know, it doesn't mean that I don't pray every day. Lord, what do you want? Where do you want me to go? Who do you want me to talk to? You know, I pray. I, mean, I love Fountain Alive. I love being the uh, the head pastor there. But uh, at the same time, I pray, Lord, is this where you want me? Do you want me in the deepest, darkest parts of Africa? Maybe you want me in the deepest, darkest parts of Telford. I don't know. But, uh, you know, where, where you take me where you want me, you place me where you want me to do. All I want to do is serve you. I want to see souls saved. That's my goal. And whether that's in the uh, ministering to homeless in downtown Johnson City or speaking to thousands like Billy Graham, I don't really care. Just whatever, however the Lord wants to use me, I'm happy. And that's what we're going to have to get. We're going to have to find 
those ways that, uh, uh, for the Lord to direct us in those straight paths. And all the way you're going to do that is trusting Him and uh, listening to His promises, understanding His Word, and spending that time of prayer. And when you do those things, my friends, you will get on that straight path. All right, my friends, has a quick word of prayer. And uh, with that said, uh, I just had an a email as um, Anthony uh, Tester, I think it was. Um, let's see here, hold on. I think he said his... Uh, no, that ain't, hold on. Well, I've got these two accounts. I can't sometimes tell, um, which one is which here. They tried to block, uh, this account you're watching this morning just because of something I've posted. Uh, just to get a saying. Yeah, Anthony Glass, I'm sorry. He's had a prayer request for my supervisor. His girlfriend passed away yesterday. So sorry to hear that, Anthony. And, uh, we'll definitely be praying. So let's have a word of prayer. Therefore, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, uh, just thank you for all that you do for us. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us to trust you. Help us to seek you out. Help us to lean upon your wisdom and your promises and your understanding and not our own. Help us, Lord Jesus, to guide our every step. Put us in the direction you'd have us to go. Help us, Lord Jesus, to serve you well with all of our heart, soul, mind, body, and being. Lord, for someone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God. Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, I want to lift up uh, Anthony's prayer concern. And uh, uh, Lord, I pray you be with his boss and uh, his girlfriend's family uh, that's dealing with this uh, unexpected loss. That you will uh, give them peace and strength during this difficult time. Be with Rhonda Tymon, who... I lost her husband this week, and uh, Lord, help her uh, to deal with, with this loss as well. And Lord, I pray that you be with all the prayer requests and concerns I see in each and every day, and all those I said I'd be praying for. Lord, you know, every in each every situation that you will be done there. Lord, I do pray that you be with Kim Penix, and Wendy Lee, and Ginger and Troy Hood, and Linda David Feathers, and Roger Winters, and Jane Kitchings, and I uh, pray that you'll be with uh, Larry and Donna Knight, and uh, Lord, I just pray that you be with each and every one of us, Lord, that we'll serve you well and do what is holy and wonderful in your eyes, Lord. And uh, Lord, just guide our every step. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning. Uh, we got Tracy Little watching. Good morning, Tracy. I try to see if anybody else uh, said hi to Angie. I think I got everybody that I saw there. But, uh, but anyway, uh, don't forget uh, men's prayer breakfast in the morning, 6 a.m., Cracker Barrel at Boone's Creek, uh, so uh, be sure and uh, come on out, and uh, for all the men, uh, you're invited, and you may say, well, that's misogynist, huh? what about the women? Hey, we got you covered, too. We got the ladies' brunch on Saturday at Cheddar's at 11 a.m., so see, we the men can have their thing, the ladies can have their thing, and uh, and I think it's good, you know, for uh, the guys, sometimes it's just good for guys to get together, and it's good just for the women to get together, that way y'all can talk about stuff, and just Discuss things that men always feel comfortable talking about in front of the opposite sex or our spouse. And so uh, it's good to have that fellowship and be able to talk and relax and discuss some things about the Bible. So be sure and do that. And then uh, uh, Friday, uh, Saturday, <laughs> Sunday, we'll uh, uh, be at church at 11 a.m. And Dr. Vicky will be bringing the morning message. And then 6 p.m. that night, we'll be physically at the church 118 Julie Lane, so be sure to make plans to come on out and be a part of our evening service this Sunday. So uh, looking forward to it. But anyway, I do, oh, and of course it probably wouldn't help to say that um, uh, if you have trouble watching online, 
be, I mean, watching Facebook rather, because I'm having a lot of trouble. Go to our website, FLBCOnline.com. And uh, so don't forget to uh, uh, tune into there if you have any trouble watching on Facebook. And then uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to the Donkey Kong Chronicles podcast on Apple iTunes, free of charge, don't cost you a thing. You can listen to all the uh, devotions, and remember, it's audio only as you're going out and about your day. So, my friends, I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless.